It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. You can also check us out on all of the podcasting platforms out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. To participate, either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment by putting in Friday mailbag with your name on it on YouTube on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday show, and of course, I'll answer it every single Friday here on Locked on Panthers. I hinted at it on the open here on YouTube. Sam Darnold looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2022. I know there's a lot of people out there who are excited about Matt Corral. I'm excited that Matt Corral's here. I know folks out there might not think that from my conversation with you here on the show. Like, I'm excited about the prospect that Matt Corral is. I'm not ready to come out here and say that he is going to be the franchise quarterback and he's going to lift the Lombardi trophy here in Carolina. I just think that's a little bit premature. I know there's a lot of new listeners to the show. We got Ole Miss fans out here that are, you know, blinded by, hey, the rebel colors and that Matt Corral is going to get it figured out. Y'all, I'm on your side. I loved them last year. I love the Ole Miss culture. Seriously, like I am not your adversary. I'm not the ops. Like I'm with you. I like Matt Corral. But let's give the guy some time. He does not need to be out there week one. Matt Rule, Scott Fitter, or the Carolina Panthers brass has come out and said, we need to bring him along slowly. The fact that they took him in the third round lowers the expectations to where they're not forced to play him before he's early, too ready. Like, before he's ready, like they would have had he been taken sixth overall. They are afforded the time to bring him along slowly. And having Sam Darnold, who albeit has not been great his first four seasons, but having him a quarterback that has had NFL experience and someone who they have said throughout the offseason, we need to do more to help Sam. Okay, how do they help Sam? Bring in Austin Corbett, bring in Bradley Bozeman, draft Ike Aquanu, bring in even more offensive line depth with Cade Mays. You extend DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson's still here. You hope Terrace Marshall bounce back. You have, you bring back Ian Thomas and maybe he can be more of a pass catching tight end threat in this new Ben McAdoo offense. You bring in Ben McAdoo, 
who's worked well with quarterbacks in the past, namely Eli Manning. And you're doing all these things to try and help Sam Darnold. They've talked about how they believe that Sam Darnold will take a leap in this upcoming season. I don't know if that's going to happen. He can't be worse than what he was last year or the last three seasons prior to that. Surely he would be better with an improved offensive line with Christian McCaffrey and hopefully somebody outside of DJ Moore stepping up at wide receiver this upcoming season. I heard all the excuses from all the people that believe in Sam Darnold to this day. We've heard it from Daniel Jeremiah. We heard it week 18 in that Bucks game on CBS from Tony Romo. There are still people that are fully on board the Sam Darnold hype train and think that he just has been in, in bad situations in New York and in Carolina. And now maybe things might finally work out. That thought allows the Panthers to allow Matt Corral the time to learn the offense, learn the speed of the NFL, which of course, yes, you need to play games to finally wrap your arms around it, but he does not need to go out there and play immediately. Now, because he's not going to play immediately as of right now here in early May, the way things look, we got rookie mini camp coming up this upcoming weekend. Our first look at Matt Corral and Carolina black and blue. Well, I guess he'll probably be wearing what they were green or red. So he won't be wearing the black move. It's still the first time we get to see uh, Matt Corral in a Carolina Panthers uniform. We'll see him there. We'll see him at OTA's mandatory minicamp. And we'll see how things pan out down in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College for training camp. But as of right now, Sam Darnold's going to be the starter. And I don't think that's a bad decision at all. I've been somebody who's been on board of just, hey, just bite the bullet. You made a decision last year. You brought in Sam because he was young, had a great arm, loved ball. He thought he could be a good leader and that he was football first kind of guy, that he fit the culture and the brand here in Carolina about being the, the toughest, most physical football team in the National Football League, which is still eye roll. Everyone in the league wants to be that. That's why they brought in Sam Darnold. And they thought that they were bringing in a guy who a former top three pick would be their long-term starter. So Sam Darnold sits here right now with an opportunity to still be the franchise quarterback here in Carolina. And I know you might sit back and be disgusted by me saying that. And as y'all know, if you've been paying attention and watched the show for over the year that I've been doing this, I hate it, absolutely despise the trade for Sam Darnold. And I knew from day one, it wasn't going to work. This is coming from a guy who's not a Sam Darnold hater. I am actively rooting for Sam Darnold to succeed because if he succeeds, the Panthers succeed and we all succeed. So that's what everyone should be rooting for. Him to succeed. He might not be the long-term guy, but if he plays well, that bodes well for Carolina. Might put him in a tough situation, which is kind of the conversation I want to have with y'all now. Sam Brown has a second chance. What happens if he makes the most of all his second chance here in 2022? What happens if he goes down to Spartanburg and clearly looks like the best quarterback? If it's close, you always lean towards a younger guy. If it's not close... You got to take, obviously, the best player. I mean, best guy should win. Best guy should play. But if it's close, you got to take the younger player, especially the guy you just drafted, and give him an opportunity. But if it's not close, and Sam Darnold's clearly the front runner from day one to be the starting quarterback week one against whoever, we'll find out here on Thursday evening who the Carolina Panthers are open their season with. If he plays well, if the first three games that we saw last year, particularly the first half against the Jets, first half against the Saints, the second half at Houston on that Thursday when Christian McCaffrey had gone down, in that first half against Dallas, if that can be the consistent Sam Darnold that we saw 
in those four games, three and a half games, we can get that Sam Darnold from all those portions and he can put it together and he plays like that. The Panthers are probably a playoff team, right? Especially if Christian's healthy and the defense continues to play the way they played last year and to ascend, that probably is a playoff team, no? If Sam Darnold <coughs> puts it together this upcoming season, what does Carolina do? What do they do? Like, what happens to Matt Corral? Like, you don't trade him. You have him on the roster. There's already, as we talk about the mock traps out there, projecting the Panthers aren't all in on Matt Corral for the long term, that they just took a quarterback to take a quarterback and uh, have someone to develop, which I don't think is a bad idea at all. I'm co- I'm totally fine with bringing in Matt Corral to develop and have someone as your own, opposed to let's just go out there and run out and get Baker Mayfield, which looked like they wanted to do, but the Browns and Panthers couldn't come to terms of how much the Browns are going to pay for his salary. But if Sam Darnold goes out there and plays well this year, have him been a top three pick. And I know I got a lot of people got upset me by saying that Sam Darnold has more talent than Matt, Matt Corral. Guys, the NFL evaluators looked at Sam Darnold as a number three overall pick and potentially a number one pick. The NFL evaluators looked at Matt Corral as a guy who went to the bottom of the third round. It's just a fact. I'm not saying that Matt Corral's not good. I've seen what Sam Darnold's done in the NFL. It has not impressed me at all. I've never seen Matt Corral play in the NFL. And until I see Matt Corral play in the NFL, it's really hard to go out here and say that he's a better player than Sam Darnold. The guy with the NFL experience is the guy I'm going to lean towards, especially considering the pedigree that he had. Corral's a good player in college. He could be a good player in the NFL. We will see. I'm not just going to blindly get caught up and say that, yeah, he's got it figured out. It's going to happen. It may very well happen. And I hope for Matt Corral's family and for all the Panther fans that it does happen but I'm not ready to jump all in. I'm going to wait, be patient. I think we're allowed to do that nowadays, but I guess a lot of times if you're not all in on something, then you're a hater and you don't like the team and all that kind of stuff, which is just nonsense. But that's what we do here on social media and I guess in the YouTube comments, but whatever. I just, I wonder like, if, if Sam Darnold plays well this season, does he get a second chance to get, does he get to be a starter again in 2023? Does Matt Crowley just become the, the long-term backup? What happens? Like, that is, that's a scenario that I don't think can be completely ignored, especially for all the folks out there that defended Sam Darnold, said all the things that he can be with the right offensive line and Christian McCaffrey healthy and all that kind of stuff. And this is kind of the thoughts that Matt Rule and Scott Fitter and even the owner, David Tepper, have all voiced when saying that Sam's a very good quarterback. And Sam Darnold said it himself a couple a couple weeks ago on a Taylor Lewan podcast, Busting with the Boys, that he's proven that he's a good quarterback. No, he hasn't, but he's got one more chance to prove it here in 2022. And if he does, might be able to complicate the future of Matt Corral and what the Carolina Panthers do at that quarterback position. Although Scott Fitter has said, we need someone to come in here and stabilize it. And as long as it gets stabilized, does it really matter who stabilized the position? I'd say no. All right, so the Panthers post-draft or a week out of the draft now. Still got some question marks on the roster, including Matt quarterback, if we're being honest. And other parts of the offense and on defense. Let's talk about some of the biggest question marks post-draft and possibly they should add to those positions moving forward throughout the rest of the offseason as they head into OTA's mandatory minicamp and, of course, down to training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina later on this year. We'll get into all that and more here on Locked on Panthers. 
Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring, classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more on BlueNile.com. Celebrating a special woman in your life on BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of jewelry options at every price point. This Mother's Day, which is today, give mom something that she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, so use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Carolina Panthers went into the 2022 NFL draft with two glaring needs, and they came out and filled both of those holes. First off in the first round at six overall, taking NC State product and Providence Day alum Iki Aquanu to be the future at left tackle. And according to reports last week from the Charlotte Observer, the Carolina Panthers brass seem to be ready to start Iki Aquanu day one there at left tackle, which would solidify the Panthers offensive line after bringing in Austin Corbett and Bradley Bozeman this past offseason to compete and likely start on the offensive line along with second-year player Brady Christensen and, of course, the fifth-year stalwart at right tackle, Taylor Milton. So they fulfilled that need. Also, the need at quarterback was the second biggest one or maybe the biggest one, depending on how you looked at it. The Panthers traded up into the third round to take Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. It has a lot of people excited about the man that they're calling Golden Corral and I saw it was Cat Scratch Reader, the SB Nation site, who covers the Carolina Panthers. They were tweeting at Golden Corral, which is based out of Raleigh, apparently. I'd never known that. I don't know how, being a native of North Carolina, I didn't know Golden Corral was in North Carolina uh, business. So that's that's totally on me not knowing that. But they finally tweeted at them and invited Matt Corral to Golden Corral, um, which is great. Just because it's funny. Like, everyone's already nicknamed him Golden Corral, and it's a North Carolina business. And they got to figure out some sort of endorsement deal, which would be Kind of weird in a way because, like, Golden Corral, the buffet's fine, but like, come on, like, Matt Corral, we, you want to be your franchise quarterback. Your franchise quarterback's got to be promoting bigger businesses and better places to go eat at than Golden Corral. But either way, it makes a ton of sense. And from a marketing standpoint, it's a slam dunk for uh, the folks over there, Golden Corral. So, over they hopefully they make it do- get it done. So, that's funny to see how that came all uh, together there over on Twitter. So, uh, go check out the work they do over there at uh, Cat Scratch Reader, I think.com there on SB Nation. So, those two needs are figured out at least you know right now and I still think there's a question mark though there at quarterback the question mark obviously Sam Darnold who I just talked about has a opportunity still potentially be the long-term option here in Carolina if he's able to beat out Corral which I think he will and should and if he plays well throughout the rest of the season and with the offensive line and McCaffrey healthy he might be the guy here in Carolina and I don't think it matters if you drafted Matt Corral and he ends up being a career backup for you and Sam Darnold plays like the number three overall talent that he was coming out of 2018 who cares? 
as long as you find a franchise quarterback, that's all that really should matter. It should not matter how you got there. Certainly, you don't want to waste picks. I'll put that in quotes, waste picks. But you need a backup. They don't have one right now you really can depend on. I understand that P.J. Walker's come in. He's won both of his starts. The defense didn't allow Detroit to score in 2020, so P.J. was good, but he still threw two red zone interceptions. And in Arizona, he turned them all over, but the defense, again, was great that day against the Cardinals team that was starting Colt McCoy and was also without Nuke Hopkins. So, hey, Arizona fell apart last year anyway, but still, that Panthers defense went out there and was phenomenal and helped P.J. Walker. And that's not to take away from P.J. Walker at all. When called upon to go start a football game as a backup quarterback, he went out there and did his job and the Panthers won the game. That's the job of the backup quarterback, and he has done that well. But you would like for the Panthers to probably get more out of that position to feel more comfortable, say your quarterback goes down for a stretch of four to five weeks, like we saw last year where the Panthers went out and brought back Cam Newton because they didn't feel very confident in P.J. Walker's ability to carry the team and keep him afloat there during that period. And as we know, things didn't work out for Cam either, but it's not obviously 100% Cam's fault the Panthers weren't able to win those games. But as far as quarterback, the question mark is, I mean, is Sam Darnold really going to be a high level, high enough level of starting quarterback for you to win games for Matt Rule to keep his job? I would probably say no. There's a possible chance it could happen, but I still think that's improbable. Now, is Matt Corral, if he gets the opportunity to start, how ready is he? Will he be good enough? I, at knowing how rookies typically perform, will he show enough to where the Panthers can win and Matt Rule keep his job? And as I told you all leading up to the draft, I didn't think any of these rookies would come in and show enough here in Carolina to keep Matt Rule employed in 2023, which I don't think is going to upset a lot of you out there. So there's still question mark at quarterback, just will someone stabilize the position to be determined? And I brought this up the other day um, when talking about the depth chart here in Carolina and just looking at the position groups and wide receiver is still a question for me, man. I love DJ Moore. He's been one of the most underrated receivers, if not the most underrated receiver in the NFL the last couple of seasons. The dude is a budding star, should be getting a ton of press. The team just stinks. He doesn't have a quarterback, and that just shows just how great he's been to have PJ, Teddy, Sam, Cam, 2.0, whatever, however you want to – the home camming cam, like the old cam who was falling apart, to have Kyle Allen, Will Greer, to put up the numbers he's put up, that's hell of impressive, man. Like, you don't see that happen anywhere else. You have not seen it. Like, the only other receivers done what he's done the last couple of seasons is Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs has Josh Allen, who's turned into one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League over the last two seasons. Like, the dude is a stud. He's not had that here in Carolina. And the question has always been, what happens to get him a quarterback? Ceiling is the roof, right? That's what Mike Jordan said. So we'll see how it plays out. But behind him, Robbie Anderson had a career year in 2020 with Teddy Bridgewater here. But last year, struggled with drops, struggled with health. Yeah, he got let out to dry a couple times there with those hospital balls. Attitude-wise, like he came up, showed up to play. Teammates seemed like they like him, all that kind of stuff. But still, just was not a great year for Robbie. Terrace Marshall, who they drafted, had a first-round grade on him, got in the second round. A lot of expectations, I think, came out from Panther fans, the hope that, hey, he can replace Curtis Samuel, who went to Washington to go reunite with Ron Rivera. We didn't see Terrace Marshall a lot last year. Shai Smith, he showed some signs late on to the season. But we don't know what Shai's future is here in Carolina with the legal issues, with the gun charge and drug charge that he picked up uh, about a month and a half ago. So we'll see how that works out. Brandon Zilstra, 
fine option if he's your fourth receiver, but he can't be your third receiver. He definitely can't be your second receiver. And that's not going to take away from anything that Brandon Zilch has done because he certainly is a valuable asset to this team on special teams. And in the emergency that they need, when they go out there and make some plays as a wide receiver. But still, like, outside of DJ Moore, do you really feel that confident in the wide receiver group? Like, do you? Like, Robbie, we've seen it. We know it can happen, but will it happen? I don't know, man. I, I hope it does. Like, I, I want Robbie to perform here in Carolina while he's here. I just, you know, last season left a real sour taste in my mouth. Maybe I shouldn't get too caught up in one year. It's one off year. But, hey, the same quarterback's coming back. We'll see how things pan out for the Panthers at wide receiver next upcoming, this upcoming season. Now, linebacker is also the one that's, I think, a lot of people universally here. Um, a part of Panthers Nation that look at that position group and they wonder how things are going to work out. And I, I think not necessarily like I mean, you get outside linebacker, you're replacing Hassan Reddick and you have Frankie Lubu starting there. And there's, hey, Frankie was great last year, considering the role that he was asked to come and play and the expectations, dude, far exceeded them and turned himself into a starter, which you like to see. Like there's no, I don't think it's, I don't see that as a negative at all that you lose Hassan Reddick and then you put in Frankie Louvu. Because the part of the game is you, you identify talent, you develop talent, and then eventually that talent becomes starters for you and key marquee players. Like, that's the name of the game. You can't always go out there and just sign a guy to be a starter. Like, you got to develop players. So if you got bring in a guy and you expect him to be a uh, backup or be a special teams ace for you, and he exceeds those expectations and in one year turns himself into a guy who you can rely upon to be a starter, that is an enormous positive for the Carolina Panthers and shows the type of growth this organization has from a talent development standpoint. So I look at that as a positive. Now, the one thing about it, though, is it still is a question mark because we have not seen Frankie Louvu have the kind of production that Hassan Reddick has had. We also have not seen him given the opportunity and play the amount of snaps necessary to potentially put up that kind of production over a course of a 16, now 17-game season in the National Football League, and we'll get to see that this upcoming year. Now, behind him, who else might step up and fill the losses that we have with tackle from lot for loss and sacks that Hassan Reddick is now taking up north to his homeland, up with Philadelphia with the Eagles? That's a question. And also with linebacker depth outside of that, with like Shaq Thompson, <coughs> Jermaine Carter Jr. is now in Kansas City. And when he had to step in last year when Shaq was out with that foot injury, he was not Shaq. Shaq Thompson came out last season, guns blazing. Dude was at a plan at a Pro Bowl level the first four games of that season before he hurt his foot. That dude was awesome. And when he came back, he still. It took him a little bit of time. Shaq was all over the place. And Shaq has turned into a very good player here in Carolina, one of the leaders of this defense. And behind him, though, like, okay, we got Corey Littleton, who was good with the Rams, but then struggled the last couple of years with Vegas and the Raiders. And Damian Wilson, well, he was good last year in Jacksonville. We don't know what his future is with his legal issues. And that's, that's really tough for the Panthers that you got a guy who was great last season. Great. In the same way that Xavier Woods was great last year in Minnesota, you got a guy who was great. And his first opportunity to really be that day, that guy who's going to start. And then he has that issue with his ex-girlfriend. And now you don't know if he's going to be available. So I, I just sit there and I, I, I don't know, because you got to wait out to see what happens with Wilson. Wide receiver wise, I, they're probably, I mean, they brought in like five UDFAs. So maybe one of those guys catches on. They seem pretty set at wide receiver linebacker. I mean, KJ Wright's back out there, but there's been the talk that he, if he's going to go anywhere, he wants to go back to Seattle. 
I mean, we talked about Jadeveon Clowney, and I don't hate that at all that they want to bring in Clowney. He's now the aura of, of Clowney and the reputation he has here in, in this area, especially being a Rock Hill guy with the South Point High School, played in South Carolina. We'll never forget that hit he had on uh, that quarterback from Michigan. That was insane. Like, he was a great player at South Carolina. He's never reached that greatness in the National Football League consistently. He has never been the, the consistent player like he was in South Carolina. But he would love to be, have him here as a guy who could come in and could hopefully fill that role. He was great last year in Cleveland, playing alongside <coughs> or, or on the opposite side, excuse me, of um, Miles Garrett. So, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. So, those are positions to look at potentially as still question marks for the Panthers heading here into 2022. Quarterback, though, should the Panthers still add another arm? You got a rookie. But you say you want to bring him along slowly, which would probably mean that Sam Donald start is starter. If the rookie is going to be brought along slowly, is he really competing for the job? There's still guys available to the Panthers. Look out for them. We'll talk about that here next on Locked on Panthers. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy eating them too. Have y'all tried the Built Bar Puffs yet? We are going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And Built Bar is by far the best choice. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so looking at the Carolina Panthers quarterback room heading into rookie minicamp next week, the Carolina Panthers have, of course, Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, the third-round pick out of Ole Miss, P.J. Walker, who's back for another year after being the back of the last two seasons, played for Matt Rule back at Temple and lit up the XFL for the Houston Roughnecks a couple of years ago, the XFL Mahomes, as I like to call them. They also have Elon's own and former Butler High quarterback, Davis Cheek, and they signed Anthony Russo, former quarterback there at Temple. That's the quarterback room right now. Russo's getting a mini camp tryout. Mm, don't know, depending on, hey, if Cheek plays well enough, he'll stay on and they won't cut him. But, uh, I think he'll be fine. Russo, I don't think he will necessarily get an opportunity to come the training camp for the Carolina Panthers. We'll see how it all pans out, though. So you look at it, though. Cheek, excited about the story. Hopefully we can get him here on the show the next week. Just the reality of the NFL is UDFAs 
I mean, really at a lot of positions, but especially at quarterback, just don't get an opportunity. I talk about the expectations typically of a third round quarterback, the expectations of UDFA aren't high at all. The hope for him, at least for me, and I'm sure for him is that, Hey, he can be a part of the practice squad, for the Carolina Panthers and fulfill that role that James Morgan had last year. And that would be great for Davis cheek and for the Panthers. Now, Outside of that, Sam Darnold is top of the depth chart, will be the favorite to start upcoming this year. And then P.J. Walker will likely back him up. And he'll be in competition, I would say, with Matt Corral to see who the backup is. And that might in P.J. Walker's time here in Carolina. But we know this right now. P.J. Walker, as exciting as he can be to play, is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Sam Darnold, what he's shown us the last four years, is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Certainly has talent all the traits and attributes that you look for in a quarterback. There's a reason why he went third overall. We saw those flashes in the 3-0 start last season, but still, he's never put them together. There's been excuse after excuse. I'm sick of the excuses. I understand that they might be reasons and valid reasons to why Darnold has not performed. But at some point in time, you have to be able to overcome these things, guys. Seriously. So we'll see. As I talked about at the beginning of the show, he has an opportunity to a second chance. Can he make the most of it? I doubt it, but we'll see. But knowing that the Panthers want to bring on Matt Corral slowly, which would hint that he's not really competing for the job and that P.J. Walker is not going to compete for the starting job either, should the Panthers still add to the quarterback room? Nick Foles was in the quarterback room last year in Chicago with Andy Dalton, who thought it was still Andy Dalton's time, which it was not. Justin Fields is up there, and then Foles is up there as well. Nick Foles last week was cut by the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles would cost the Carolina Panthers no future draft picks to sign him. Jimmy Garoppolo would still cost the Carolina Panthers draft picks. Baker Mayfield would cost Panthers draft picks. They obviously couldn't even figure out how to bring him on last week when they were still trying to trade for him and give him the opportunity to start in quarterback. Would it make sense for the Carolina Panthers to bring in Nick Foles? Because he doesn't cost them any money. And I've, I know we've talked about Cam Newton already. I've already brought it up why I don't want in Friday mailbag. But I think I, I already told you all why I don't think that I want that to happen. I, I just, But still, Nick Foles, is, he's shown that he can be a starter. He's also shown he can't be healthy. I'm just spitballing here. Like, do we, do y'all at all think that would be a good idea to bring in someone to actually push Sam Darnold? Because at this point, P.J. Walker's not pushing Sam Darnold. I don't think Matt Corral is going to come and push Sam Darnold. And I don't really think that they want Matt Corral to come in and really push for the starting job right away. So that means that Sam Darnold is basically, and I'm sure he's not in love with the idea that Matt Corral's here in Carolina. But how threatened is he really? Because he's got, if he thinks he's proved he's a good quarterback, and this thing too, like, think about it. Like, you're Sam Darnold. All right, okay, so they try to get Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun came here, obviously I'm not the starter anymore because Deshaun is a stud. Like, I'm going to tell myself I'm going to compete, but it's not going to be a competition. He's going to be the starter because of all the amount of money that they were going to give him. Like, he would have been a starter. But, like, that didn't happen. But now they drafted the guy in the third round. I was a top three pick. I've started four years in this league. Like, I know I can be good. I just got to do these things. I got to execute, as he always says. He always fails to execute. Like, if you're Sam Darnold, you got to be thinking to yourself, like, that guy is not a threat to me. Not this season. Like, either way, like, I'm going to start this year. 
And if they want to start him next year, fine, whatever. Joke's on them. That's how. That's at least how Sam Darnold's probably thinking about it. Because I'm going to go out, ball out, and I'll get, a job, I'll get a job next somewhere else next year if they really want to go with this guy who's a third-round pick. Who went 91 spots behind where I went? Who would not have been drafted had any of the quarterbacks in my quarterback class there in the first round? Like, is Sam Darnold really threatened by him? So that's why I kind of look at it as, hey, if you're bringing Nick Foles, Foles is starting this league. He's thrown seven touchdowns in a single game. He's outdueled Tom Brady and been Super Bowl MVP. I think that's a little bit far more threatening, in my opinion, than Matt Corral coming in here as a third-round pick who the team wants to bring along around slowly. Now, I'm totally fine that they just want to roll with Sam, PJ, Corral, and then we'll see what happens with Davis Cheek and Russo. But if you really want Sam Darnold to get pushed, I don't know if Matt Corral is actually coming out here and pushing him here over the next couple weeks and months leading into the 2022 season. And the best thing is competition. And I don't know if we're really breeding competition currently in this Carolina Panthers quarterback room. Now, that's that's one man's opinion. I'm sure there's plenty of you yelling at me right now who disagree and say that Matt Corral is the next coming, which he might be. But again, patience. Let's not go overboard here over a third-round pick. All right, it's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. <coughs> Still struggling with this cough, and hopefully it will not be a problem here in the next couple of weeks. As again, I was sick all week last week, and I've finally made up for the five shows from last week as I have this special edition Sunday show for you all here on the pod. Uh, again, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show on YouTube. Check us out also on the podcasting platforms wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Odyssey. Great review, subscribe there, please. And also follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me, DM me, or leave a comment there on YouTube with Friday Mailbag and your name, and I'll get to your question this upcoming Friday. So in the meantime, take care, be safe, happy Mother's Day, be good to your mom. I'm going to go hang out with mine, and keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Monday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.